What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another Best Of. I'm your host, Ryan Satin. And for those of you who weren't able to listen to every podcast that I did this week, don't worry. I'm not too mad about it. I'm a little disappointed, but I'm not mad. Just disappointed. But I still got you covered. We got you every week here with a Best Of where I'm going to give you a taste of everything that was in the podcast feed, starting with this week's Raw Roundup. Let's continue on with my thoughts on Raw. We had Amos versus Dolph Ziggler. This was a quick match that saw Amos win in dominant fashion. Ali mockingly watched from the front row. And after the match, MVP promised Brock Lesnar he'd lose to Amos at WrestleMania. This was, I mean, not bad by any means. Uh, it's just so fast. There's not a ton to analyze here. Um... I, I I I do you, are we gonna see Ali versus Dolph Ziggler at WrestleMania? They've really been building this one up for a while between the two of them. I don't know if it's big enough for WrestleMania at this point. I mean, they haven't had enough of a build. Yes, they've had a build, a small build, but it's more been in the background. I don't know if maybe it's like a Raw after WrestleMania match. If it's a pre-show match, kickoff show. Um, I'm not sure. Um. I don't know if enough TV time has been dedicated to this Ali turn. A lot of it's been online and stuff. Um, and I was surprised to see Dolph Ziggler lose in such decisive fashion, considering he's been, you know, someone who does get represented as a veteran in the company. I was surprised by that quick squash. But I'm not going to dwell on this one. There's not a lot that happened here, so let's not spend a lot of time on it. There's better things in the show to spend that time on. Maximum male models were shown backstage after this, talking positively about someone from a distance. And Baron Corbin walked into the frame thanking them. The group them then cut him off to explain they were talking about Otis, not him, who they're looking at in the distance. Corbin says, what does he have that I don't? And Masse says, charisma, uniqueness. Uh, Mensois says, it factor like hair, <laughs> which I, I liked. Um, I also noticed, I don't think I'd seen Mensois. They, they had a ridiculous amount of piercings suddenly that I didn't remember them having before. Uh, Mensois had a Prince Albert looking uh, chin, a bunch of chin uh, piercings. Well... <laughs> Prince Albert, excuse me, that sounds wrong. Had a bunch of chin piercings like Prince Albert used to have back in the day. Uh, excuse me, it sounded weird the way I said that before. Uh, Maxine tells Corbin that she'll consider taking him on as a client if he can take out Chad Gable from the equation later in the night. So we'll get to that. Uh, and then we had Finn Balor versus Johnny Gargano. The finish saw Balor hit the top rope for a coup de gras when suddenly Edge's music hit. Rhea and Priest attempted to cut Edge off the top of the ramp, but he came in through the crowd and pushed Balor off the top rope. This allowed Gargano to hit the one final beat DDT for the win. And then after the match, Edge, Edge speared Balor in the ring, telling him it's not over. Um, okay, a couple things from this match. Um, first off, I kind of expected more from it. Is that bad that I expected more from this match? Uh, Finn Balor and Johnny Gargano are two guys who are like NXT mainstays. Um, both have had such bangers in NXT. And it's not like this was bad. But I think when I saw these two names on paper, I thought we were going to get like a just an absolute 
banger here you know just the two guys going balls to the wall here and that's not really what we got got some dexter loomis stuff on the outside a lot of focus on dexter loomis a lot of focus on edge a lot of focus on all the outside stuff but i kind of wanted to see the focus on finn balor versus johnny gargano more i am amazed that we are a few weeks away from wrestlemania and it seems like there's nothing on the card for Johnny Gargano. Johnny Gargano, one of the biggest returns of all the returns. Um, I don't love that there's nothing for him at this point. Um, I'm not sure of what's going on there. Um, I know he had a little bit of an injury thing he was dealing with, I believe, is what was said. Uh, but yeah, I, I just... I don't know what, but I wish there was something for Johnny Gargano to do heading into WrestleMania because I'm, I'm a fan of his. And, you know, when he came back, he talked about wanting to win titles and, and, and all these things. And we haven't really seen that Johnny Gargano who he was when he came back. He's been doing silliness. He's been Dexter Lumisine. He's been, you know, here and there. But um, I want to see more of a dedicated push to Johnny Gargano so, I, yeah, I didn't, I mean, he got the win here, so that's good, uh, but I was a little disappointed here, oh, just, just a little bit, just, 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 a, just a teeny wit, just a teeny weeny bit, um, as far as Edge and Balor is concerned, I, come, I think I already talked about the fact that I thought, I had felt like, the, you know, this had that this had kind of run its course a little bit, but it does it does seem as though they're going to add some juice to this match. Um, Edge was interviewed after the break and said they're they're both costing each other problems in their careers, and then challenged Balor to meet him in the ring next week. I'm guessing a stipulation of some sort will be added to their match. I think I saw a rumor somewhere. I don't want to be a spoiler here. I don't want to be a spoiler. If you didn't see the rumor, whatever. Uh, I'll say it. If you don't like it, uh, look at you guys. Are you guys? <laughs> you guys can hear me debating myself in real time in my brain here. Um, I mean, sure, I'll, it's, a, it's a minor spoiler, but I saw a rumor. I don't know the 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 the. I don't know how legit it is whatsoever. I just saw someone talking about like a rumored WrestleMania card online. I have no idea who the rumors came from or where they came from or who was saying this. But um, I think I saw a rumor online that said it might turn into a Hell in a Cell match between the two of them. And that I don't have a problem with. I think a Hell in a Cell match at WrestleMania would be pretty sick. I just... um, Yeah, I think it would be pretty sick because I feel like... Hell in a Cell matches should be the blow-off to a blood feud. Should be the blow-off to something that's been going for a year. That, that, that's, a, that's what the Hell in a Cell match is for. Not just a gimmick at a pay-per-view. It should be the end-all, be-all of a feud where two guys can no longer handle their differences in any other way but a Hell in a Cell and put their opponent through hell. I'm into that idea. Don't really know logistically how it works, uh, but I could see that, and that would make sense as to why Edge challenged Balor to meet him in the ring next week. If they do add a stipulation to it, it would definitely add a little bit of extra oomph to this feud. And man, if we got a Hell in a Cell match, and we got 
Edge versus the Demon. Come on. Come on. That's 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 WrestleMania moment right there. That's WrestleMania magic. I'd be super into that. I think it'd be all like purple to the demon because he's in judgment day now. Seems it seems uh, you know it, it writes itself. And then you get Finn Balor a huge win against Edge at WrestleMania as the demon re bring some breathe some new life into the demon. I don't think anyone would have a problem with that. I know I wouldn't. I'd be pumped on that. Nikki Cross versus Piper Niven. Nikki attacked Piper from behind before the match began and then scratched her eyes and pulled her hair. The bell finally rang. Nikki hit a cross body, but then Piper got her bearings beneath her and stepped back into the ring before hitting a boss man slam for the win. I'm not really sure what the point of this was. <laughs> um, I'm not trying to sound negative about too much of this show, but I can't say that I fully understand the point of this. Um, yes, I am liking Piper getting more love on the road to WrestleMania. I'm loving her just getting more of a push, but I don't think we're getting Nikki Cross versus Piper Niven at WrestleMania. We're dedicating a lot to this, and I don't understand what the end goal is necessarily. There's been a lot of Nikki Cross-related things that keep happening, that they keep doing with her, and I'm happy that they are doing things with her because Nikki Cross is fantastic. And I'm happy that they're dedicating TV time to her and and not just giving up on the switch back to her old character. However, a lot of these things don't seem to have a, a much of a point. Um, you know, there was the Candace stuff, and then it kind of just like went away. Now she's feuding with Piper. Nothing's really happening with it. She got squashed pretty quickly. I don't really understand where it's going. Like if I'm my if my job is an analyst and I need to analyze where I think this is going, I can say with confidence that um, I don't know what the what 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 the deal is here. But I do like Piper Niven being made to look uh, stronger on TV. Um, the Dewdrop stuff did her no favors, and you can see with the Piper Niven stuff. Um, it's night and day compared to what she was doing before. So much more. Uh, some the ceiling has been raised so much higher than what it was when she was dewdrop. I'm enjoying it. I just, uh, yeah. I wish I could figure out what I think is going on with all the Nikki Cross stuff as of late. That just kind of seemed to just kind of like be there and and not have an actual point. Um, next, Boogs ran into Elias backstage, and Elias tells him to challenge Bronson Reed, following his footsteps. Boogs takes the advice, and challenges Bronson on behalf of Elias, but it's it's Elias who's going to be the match, not, not Boogs. This makes Elias angry over the mistake. Now, in the background of this, you can see Cody Rhodes and Kevin Owens having a conversation. Couldn't tell if they were supposed to be arguing or just having a spirited chat but i couldn't help but notice the two of them were shown in the background i feel like i'm being so negative on this this episode i mean the things i loved i really loved the things i didn't like that much i had more of an issue with um you're gonna see more glowing positivity in the next segment but as far as this one is concerned 
I'm waiting to see what the what, like why we're supposed to care about Boogs and Elias. Um, I I'm such a big fan of Boogs, but I don't like. I'm not loving what they're doing with his character right now. He was so much more entertaining when he was with Nakamura. Um, and I haven't felt like doing things with Elias is on the same level as any of the stuff that he was doing with Nakamura. So the jury's still out on this because it's still new, but so far, it, in my opinion, it doesn't have anywhere near the same spark as everything Boogs and Nakamura were doing together. Maybe the Raw After Mania... Maybe this is building up to the Raw after Mania and Elias tries to get Boogs to join a band with him and Boogs says, wait, what? I'm already in a band uh, and and uh, I play guitar for him. And then he pulls out the guitar and he starts doing the Nakamura entrance. And then we get Nakamura versus Elias on the Raw after Mania. We get the return of Nakamura. It's the only thing I could see saving all of this. Because I don't really think I want to see Elias forming a band with someone else. He already did that whole kind of like thing with Riddle recently. It was fun, but I don't think I need to see it replaced with someone else in the absence of Matt Riddle. And I think that Boogs is so electric that he doesn't necessarily need the other music guy to be attached to him. But what do I know? Maybe that's just me. All right, next, here's a portion of this week's interview on Out of Character. But I was wondering, you know, while you were injured, obviously you dealt with this torn peck. It was a lot. You were riding this career high. Um, what was it like mentally for you to suffer that while in such a big phase of your career? We might have spoke about this uh, after the Rumble. A but little I mean, bit, I yeah. Honestly, was just, yeah, I was just really embarrassed. I was. Uh, this is going to sound uh, maybe toxic and... Uh, and it it probably is toxic. Um, I I've never been one who really fully is a big injury believer. Uh, it seems like I don't, I got the sense today when I was doing the management gig that wrestlers were getting hurt left and right, and I went you know a decade doing matches Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and sometimes Monday and Tuesday as well, not getting hurt. So my sympathy for that wasn't always there. Um, and, and I had it developed a bit of a toxic mindset, whereas it was just tape it up and go. Not that that's toxic, but that's not necessarily what we need to be doing today, especially when we have a responsibility to our audience. Uh, and more than that, a responsibility to ourselves to be healthy and our families. Uh, tape it up and go was always my outlook on doing it. When in reality, I was just very lucky that I had gone that long um, without a major injury. Uh, I was very lucky. Um, nothing else to it. And my luck ran out uh, on a bench press, just trying to lift like I was 17 again, you know, and 20 years later, that doesn't necessarily work. And that's where my luck ran out. And I tore that thing and my mindset's been completely changed for what I hope is the better on how I approach everything now in terms of training and nutrition. But yeah, I was just very embarrassed. I was, I was very embarrassed. And I was even more, it was compounded by the fact that when I walked into Allstate Arena, you know, Chicago has been like a second hometown to me um, because of the things that I've been able to do there. I was very embarrassed when I walked in and saw that giant, giant poster of me for Hell in a Cell. 
And then I, I saw the chairs with the same picture on them. And one of the, the building workers was setting the chairs up, asked me, is this you? That's so cool. And underneath my, my zip up at the time is just giant, nasty, bloody, whatever you'd call it, disfigured arm and chest that I had that just continued to grow. Um, I was just embarrassed. I, it's, it's one of those times where I thought, oh, well, I wanted to be uh, John Cena and, and, and Triple H and The Rock and these guys who help lead and, and, and direct the ship. I wanted to be that, but maybe I don't have what it takes. It's one of the few times confidence was really shaken with me. I was able to get my confidence back, no doubt, uh, but I have no problem admitting it was one of those moments where I, I, I felt really, I felt like a punk. Um, and, uh, and I, I think I just wanted to get through it, not as quickly as I possibly could be in terms of the rehab and the timeline they had given me. I wanted to get through it in a way that meant I would be as healthy as I could possibly be when I could come back that my conditioning would be peak. My mental conditioning would be there. Uh, my wind in the ring, uh, my body, my physical, you know, the, the, my physique would be there. Uh, a big thing was my balance. I wanted to have better balance at this age, entering the prime of my career than I had when I started. And this past week, I was so excited. I was able to do a super cutter, you know, where you boing, boing to the top rope. And to see that I, my balance is right back to where it was even better. Now I feel like it was all about getting to a place like that, getting to moments like that, where, uh, Injury, this injury happens, but I'm not going to be an injury prone person because I'm going to do everything I can to take care of myself and great team. You know, your career grows so big that you can't call it your own anymore. You got a, you got a PT guy, you got a trainer guy, you got a diet guy, you got all these guys, got all these people who just without one of them, uh, you're not able to come out there when, uh, when your music hits and I'm, that's, that's money and time. Uh, well spent and I'd rec I recommend it to, m to my students and to any wrestlers who are really really doing everything they can to have that responsibility to the audience to to flank yourself with the the best people in nutrition and fitness and your mental health and and the best just inspirational good people around you you know my circle of friends in the business the moment you start to be a uh just a complainer and not a doer just a talker and not a walker you're out. You know, I need, I need, I need the good energy. We all need it. You, I think, you know, with the people you just mentioned, like the Cena's, the Triple H's, the Rocks, all those guys who were the foundations of the company at a time, and you wanting to be like those guys. I mean, I think that it's not that they didn't get injured. I think it's how they dealt with adversity, which made them those top guys. And I think that in seeing sure. how you dealt with it, the speed in which you returned, the way you wanted, to, the way you wanted to come back even stronger. I think that to me is what shows that you are, you know, you do have the ability to be like one of those guys and that um, just, you know, a, a, an injury setback isn't necessarily the thing that doesn't make you one of them. I think that the way you dealt with that injury is what, what shows that you are like those guys. Thank you. No, I was, I, thank you. I, we've, we've got a, we've got a lot of work to do. You know, that was something I wanted to say after the rumble. And I ended up saying a hundred other thousand things in my epic overshare type fashion. But what I really wanted to say is the, the, the work is not done. It's, it's just beginning. Um, if you learn anything from individuals who have, who have been big bannermen for any, any company in sports entertainment or pro wrestling is, is the work doesn't end. And this is the perfect time uh, for me and my career, especially not having any other roles other than putting on my boots and my tights and, and delivering the, the, 
the best match, the best bout, the best performance I can possibly deliver. Who are some of the people that kind of helped you get that confidence back that you had felt like you lost? Hmm. Gosh, uh, you know, I have this really bad habit of, uh, I can tell you all their first names, but I'm terrible about remembering people's uh, last names. Yeah, I'll tell you one who's not remotely connected with me in any way. I only saw him from uh, from the chair to the screen, but I uh, I can pretty much uh, run you through uh, almost all the dialogue on not just the Rocky movies, but the Creed movies as well. Uh, they they it had been since I was a little kid that I hit those, and they they were they were needed needed for me at the time uh, in terms of overcoming whatever's you know in here and that adversity element of it so from a from an entertainment standpoint i went back to an oldie but a goodie with all the rockies my favorite being rocky three if you're a uh, watcher of uh ryan's uh ryan's product here please tell me why rocky three is the best one and i'll and we'll, we'll discuss it because it's just the absolute best because he loses he loses and then he has to get his cardio going it's a whole beautiful a beautiful mess. Rocky two is amazing too. They're all amazing. Yeah, it's um, hard. It's hard to compare really them all. They're a, all so good. They're all so good. Really, I you know the people I had around me. Uh, you know my uh, my best friend uh, who runs the Nightmare Factory with me. QT um, loosely say best friend just because I don't. That's yeah. I don't know. And then his his <laughs> wife Carolyn, uh, who's always helped me with diet and nutrition and been an outstanding trainer, particularly on on leg days for me. And then my you know I have her the number one people there who have been in terms of getting me to be confident again and kind of finding finding me is going to always be Brandy. I mean, truly, uh, it, it it will be um, be because she doesn't take any uh, BS you know, be careful with how I word it, but, uh, not, not just, a, a a buckhead Betty in a sense that she's happy to, to take the, uh, the check and, uh, and, and go get her nails done and, uh, and, uh, you know, do brunch every day. She's a very extremely, uh, she is a, a walker, not a talker. And she, she was, she was there to, to tell me, uh, when it was time, to dial in with uh with my dietitian when it was time to get on these two a days with my trainer brad when she came and visited me at pt to make sure it was all um up to speed she, and her thought process on everything was brandy wanted to make sure i left no stone unturned because i i didn't want to leave any doubt don't leave any doubt if there's in the past if i didn't get this moment and i have excuses for whatever reasons might be, this is one where you're going to have no excuses. Coming into the Royal Rumble, you win, you lose, whatever it might be, you can't have any excuses. Brandy, Brandy's always it uh, uh, for me, and uh, you know, there's uh, I'm I'm able to sit in this chair in the first place because of just her kind of selfless nature and a, and a very large sacrifice that she's made for me. And um, I just uh, cannot say enough nice things uh, about her. Uh, the nicest thing I'll tell you is if. Brandy left me tomorrow. I would still love her for the rest of my life. Just she is the, she's the she's the one. You find the one, and um, and you do everything you can to to honor them. And now with Liberty, I got to report back to those girls again. No excuses. We're going into WrestleMania, the biggest WrestleMania of all time, the largest gates. I mean, some of these measurables are going to come out on this event. It's it's absolutely asinine to think of how big of an event this is it's so beautiful and and going into that uh with with so much pride about it but but there's there's a chance you can win and there's a chance you can lose 
there's a really big chance you could lose if you look at what Roman's done. And I, I want to go into that the same way I went into the Rumble, no excuses. Uh, I, I want to have no doubt that I've done everything I can to prepare um, as, as, a, as an athlete for this match. Are we going to see Brandy at all on the roads to WrestleMania? We got her quickly in that video package, but I I'm, I, <laughs> I wouldn't mind seeing a little promo battle between her and Heyman. I, I, I like Brandy's oh. promos. I, uh, we always, from a professional standpoint, uh, I don't know if a lot of people know this, we always did, wanted to do everything separately. I think even one of the last interviews she had done uh, before I left, it was guy was making fun of me in the ring, and she she went out there and didn't even need me anywhere near it. She very much can defend herself and can fight her own battles. Uh, very very separate in that. No doubt because uh, I always love your show being out of character, the, sh the name of the show, Out of Character, whereas for me, I was thinking about that because I was watching some clips of you and Seth talking recently. I, there's no difference between in character me and out of character me. There's just, there's just me. Um, and, uh, and part of that is the people who, who, who surround me, you know, the people close to me in my, in, in my real life are also close to me on screen. Uh, so I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't rule it out, but she absolutely loves, loves watch what I'm doing. She's got some stuff, uh, that she's working on secretly unrelated. And I ain't gonna spoil it. Unrelated, will not spoil it to this uh, wonderful industry I'm in. But you know, definitely never say never. All right, I'll, I'll keep that in mind. Lastly, on the topic mm -hmm. of you know your injury and your return, um, you know there were a lot of comparisons to the way you know in your return to the way that Triple H came back from his quad injury back in the day. What sort of conversations did the two of you guys have about how you both envisioned your return playing out? That's a great question. And now I feel like I don't know how much I'm supposed to answer because you don't want to you don't want to betray your brother's trust here. You know, I, here's what I here's what I can okay. say that he was extremely helpful with. I did not know if I wanted to come back as a surprise, which I had already done at Mania, or if I wanted to make it known that I was coming back. And I really liked that was an area where I had truly no no sense of the temperature. I really had no sense of there's pros, there's cons, and you can make these pros and cons lists all day long, but I don't have to make that list because he's calling the plays. And if he's calling the plays and the play is, I, I want them to know, um, then I, I was, I thought that was extremely, uh, extremely what was needed for me. I, it, it was, I needed to, to be, to be coached. Again, I want to, I want to play the game and, and he's the coach and he's going to put push me in the right directions. But he also uh, linked me with the appropriate people. And when I say appropriate people, this is a very anonymous company in a sense that it's one team, it's one ship. Uh, but you, I, I have no problem saying that Kevin Dunn, Adam Panucci, uh, JB, uh, there's, I'm going to miss a couple names along the line and I don't mean to, but this entire team who put together the series of, uh, videos or vignettes or whatever you'd like to call them leading back was very transparent with me as to what very let me in on the process of it. And that was, that was, that was extremely kind, gave me something to sink my teeth into while I was getting ready to come back and, and to really just put a camera there, be a fly on the wall for the reality of what's happening uh coming back from an injury that's far worse than i had originally thought and i didn't know how bad you know the tendon ruptures ultimately the the type of chronic problems and struggles you can have if you don't deal with them correctly 
but that that was something that that uh that Paul that Triple H was was he was dead on about and you mentioned there's these parallels uh, him coming back at WrestleMania 18 uh if that's the case I I'm glad I came back in the best shape of my career uh that that morning I was at 8.6% body fat down from 17% body fat which was 17% body fat was peak injury down to eight under 10 um, is all, it was always a goal goal of mine, but to get in the eights was amazing. And, and I, I feel like perhaps I honored that parallel because if you remember when he showed up at WrestleMania 18, Oh, Holy shredded, Holy <laughs> yeah. smokes. Um, and there's so many fun layers to it. Cause this is the same period of time. I believe when he's got the denim under the leather, <laughs> So there's leather, there's denim, there's all these layers when you didn't need a single layer, just his, <laughs> his you know, looking looking like a beast man. I, I, I've really gotten into a little bit more into, you know, bodybuilding culture and, and fitness and physique. And one of the, one of the reasons that I, I really like it is because when you look at, you know, wrestlers, male or female, superstars, whatever we're using the, here, when you look at them, a really good way to tell how hard they're working is how they look. And listen, if you showed up and started in a robust fashion, not unlike the American Dream Dusty Roads, if that wasn't your thing, I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about the ones who are 20, 21, 22, who you can see the work. I mean, literally, that's my, my, my life motto is do the work. Lastly, here's a portion of the SmackDown Roundup. And we're back with the first Hall of Fame inductee, for the 2023 WWE Hall of Fame ceremony, which is going to be, which which was was announced as Rey Mysterio, which first of all, great, of course, Rey Mysterio, legend, no doubt, a Hall of Famer, and interesting that it's an active superstar who they announced in the Hall of Fame this year. I was thinking about it, and even though he is an active superstar as we speak. It does make sense for him to go in in California, not too far from San Diego. Um, it's you know not too far from the six one nine, and because of that, you know I think Rey Mysterio going in while still an active superstar is pretty cool. You know I I don't think it matters. I mean he is a living legend. Everyone knows he's a legend. I don't think it messes with that. And, and, and you have to think that with the story that he has going on with Dom right now, Dom has been interrupting every holiday of his and trying so hard to get his dad to fight him. You'd think that, that Dom's going to interrupt his Hall of Fame ceremony speech. And then because of that, he finally does something that causes Rey Mysterio to relent on his promise to not fight Dominic. And instead, then from the stage, he says, all right, you want to fight? Tomorrow night you got one at WrestleMania, Dominic. I'm going to teach your ass a lesson. I think that makes sense. I think that that's kind of cool, you know? I think that even though Rey Mysterio, uh, <laughs> you know, I hope that he gets time to actually be honored as well during it. Um Ultimately, it's kind of cool if, if if the match between the two of them spills over into the Hall of Fame ceremony and they do an angle out of it and helps build up to a match at WrestleMania because it's not like a match that you have to announce ahead of time anyway. You can do that the day before. It's not like people don't already expect Rey Mysterio and Dom to wrestle at WrestleMania. 
And it's not like this story hasn't been going on for so long now. So I think this is actually kind of cool. This might be a new little spin on things. I also feel like it's pretty impressive that we've gotten this deep into WrestleMania season. And no Hall of Fame names leaked whatsoever. I didn't see one rumor about Rey Mysterio. And I I really haven't seen any rumors about anybody, really. I've seen people wish lists and things like that, but the fact that they kept this completely secret and they've seemed to keep the rest secret so far is actually fairly impressive. Uh, I, 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 I'm, I I liked that it was me stuttering over here, stammering over here. Um, I feel as though um, it, as my, I like as, as someone who works in news, I like them feeding the Hall of Fame announcements to various news outlets. Nice way to give a little love to everyone. But at the same time, announcing them on the TV shows is actually, you know, a bigger deal. So, yes, it's good. Um, It's good to give it out to the media as well. But I got no issue with them making it a bigger deal on television and, and playing it up when they announce it on TV either. I kind of liked the difference this year. So Ray comes out to talk about the honor, <clears throat> but gets interrupted by Dominic. Dom, of course, Dom talks about all the things Ray missed his entire life in order to make this Hall of Fame career, Hall of Fame worthy career happen, and says that he's ashamed to be Ray's son. Legato del Fantasma then make their way to the ring in support of Ray and say they're supposed to have a match later, but how about they just do it now instead? So that's what we got. Legato del Fantasma versus Judgment Day. The finish here saw Dominic hit a baseball slide ringside. Then when Ray tried to get involved, Priest snuck in and hit a kick to help Dom get the pin. After the match, Dominic said he wanted to have a heart-to-heart with his dad and asked the group to leave him alone. Dom says at the end of the day, he should have been Eddie's son. Ray told him to take that back, and Dom pie-faced him. Ray ducked a move from Dom, and his son fell out of the ring, and Dom was incensed on the outside, continually saying that he wants Ray to fight him, but Ray keeps refusing. So the match with Legato Del Fantasma versus Judgment Day was solid. Nothing wrong with it whatsoever. The crowd was super into it. Good stuff throughout um, and I'm liking Legato as babyfaces. Last week on the podcast, I think it was last week on this podcast, I kind of talked about how I was a little confused about uh, Santos turning, seemingly turning face, and I was wondering what was going on with Legato, but having them back by his side this week with Zelina there going full babyface was pretty tight, actually. Um yeah, I, I I was like, okay, you know, I was I I had someone tweet me and oh, who was it? Now I feel I feel bad. I should remember who was. Wait, I'm gonna, let's see if I can find it real fast. Ryan said, I want to shout out this person because it was they made a good point. Here we go. It was a uh, it was J George seven seven eight two six five seven zero. A lot of numbers in your in your handle there, J George. Um, they said, don't overthink the legato stuff. Selena's in Japan doing weeb stuff, and there's nothing wrong with a face legato faction. Hit Road just turned heel, and we have a face faction on Raw with the OC. Good point. That was a good point. I read that, and I thought to myself, 
you know what? Jay George is correct. This is this is makes all the sense in the world with Hit Row turning. And I was watching it thinking to myself, if you want to get these guys over as baby faces, put them with Rey Mysterio, dude. Of course, best baby face luchador in WWE history. So I, I, I actually do like this. I like the association now. I like that they're all there with him. That isn't like an ending of Legato or anything like that. If anything, it's actually a, a rebranding of them to get them to connect with the crowd more and... I'm also assuming that Judgment Day is going to have to come to SmackDown after WrestleMania. So, um, that'd be even more heels. So, yeah, make them baby faces. Great. I'm enjoying this. Uh, the stuff between Dom and Ray at the end of it. I, I mean, I really like all this Dom and Ray Mysterio stuff. I, I, I like it. Uh, Dominic is being such a dick. It's great. He's being so rude to his own father. I mean, this, to say he, he should have been Eddie's son is just like so mean. Like so mean thing to say to your dad. Um, and and I, the more they play into this, the more the fans are just going to be dying to see Ray finally relent. And say, okay, let's fight. Because when he starts beating up Dominic Mysterio, with the amount of heat that Dominic Mysterio has, SoFi Stadium is going to go insane. And they're going to have a good match with each other. So I'm excited for that. But but they're doing a really good job of just milking this one for as long as possible. Making you want to see Rey Mysterio hit Dom. They're getting there. We're getting closer. All right, then we had Charlotte Flair asking Adam Pierce for a match tonight. He says he will. Uh, then we got Braun Strowman and Ricochet versus the Viking Raiders. Near the end of the match, Braun was taken out of action after Valhalla pulled Eric out of the way when he was going for the freight while Braun was going for the freight train outside of the ring, which caused Strowman to fly over the announce desk. The finish then saw Ricochet attempt a 450, but stalled getting to the top. Because of Valhalla being creepy, Ivar moved and then took to the top rope himself to hit a splash for the win. Uh, good match, very entertaining. I just, uh, I, I'm struggling to, what's the proper word here? I don't. Oh my gosh, my dog's like fighting at my door. I don't know if you guys can hear it on camera, but there's a lot happening outside my door right now. I'm like trying to listen to my dogs, make sure they're not like killing each other out there. Sorry. Okay, I think I think it's silenced over there. Sorry. Um, my it feels like from okay. So this match was really good, and it's not a, the fault of the performers whatsoever. But I'm struggling to get invested in either team, um, and I like all four guys a lot. So that's my frustration here. Um, I think the Viking Raiders coming back and seemingly... I I, 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 I missed a step. I, I wasn't watching for a couple of weeks because everything happened with my dad. So I didn't see the conclusion of Viking Raiders and Drew and Sheamus. But since Drew and Sheamus have moved on to title match worthy things, I, I, I'm, I'm guessing they came out the better of it. Um, and now it's just like, I, I think it would have been better to bring them back on a, uh, and, and have them come out of a feud on top 
And maybe I'm wrong in what happened with Drew and, and Sheamus. But for some reason, I'm having trouble getting invested in them right now. Um, I need like a feud where they just really, or just like a string of matches where they're really like killing it. But I really just, I don't know. I don't, I, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's the fact that there's, you know, they're just, the tag team titles are kind of tied up with the Usos right now and that whole bloodline story. So it's just, they're just, right now, other tag teams don't necessarily have anything to be fighting for right now because that's definitely not, there's not going to be a Usos versus anyone but someone involved, <laughs> Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens, I'm guessing, at WrestleMania. So, um, yeah, I just, I don't really know why I'm supposed to care about Braun and Ricochet either. They were a thrown-together team who I kind of believe were better off on their own. Ricochet doesn't need a giant with him, and I, I just I don't see the upside to this team. It seems like stalling and, and almost like waiting maybe until something after WrestleMania to happen between them and Braun snaps and then there's a feud maybe. I don't know. Um, but it doesn't seem like it's really going to factor into something that's that's WrestleMania related. Therefore, I did kind of feel like this was filler and not something that I was able to get too super hyped on. Um, but the match was good itself. Great performances from all the wrestlers. I'm just talking about in terms of like momentum and stuff. So then we had Gunther telling Adam Pearce that he told him to find one challenger for the IC title at WrestleMania, not two. Pearce says next week on SmackDown, it'll be Sheamus versus McIntyre, and the winner will challenge for his title at WrestleMania. But my heart says, my gut says, my brain says, we're getting a triple threat. We're, we got to be getting a triple threat at WrestleMania for the IC title. And that's also how you get the IC title off of Gunther and onto Sheamus without Gunther being pinned so he can still look just as strong when he switches brands and he challenges Cody for the world title. That's still my guess. That's what I'm sticking to here. And I think that if it's not going to be a ladder match, it's got to be a triple threat match to keep that going. That's, that's where I've been on this. And I just believe you got to have Sheamus win the IC title at WrestleMania. I, it just makes it just it makes all the sense in the world. And I don't think you need to redo their Clash of the Castle match. The way you make it even better is you add on to it. And by doing that, you give Drew McIntyre. You put Drew McIntyre in the match. And you've built animosity again between Drew and Sheamus already. So, to me... This one's a no-brainer. As much as I would have liked the ladder match, a triple threat match is an absolute no-brainer. And I really hope that's what we get. Those three guys in a triple threat match at WrestleMania would tear the freaking house down. All right, that's it. I'm done. Officially tapping out for now. But before I get out of here, make sure that you subscribe to this podcast feed. If you enjoyed this little taste of of the roundups. You'll get full Raw and SmackDown roundups every week. So make sure you subscribe to this podcast feed and check those out. I put a lot of work into them. So I hope that you're enjoying them. And if you are enjoying them, make sure you leave 
a review on whatever podcast platform you're listening on. I think you can only leave an actual review on Apple Podcasts, but leave a, a rating on Spotify. Just let people know you like this show, please. I want more people to listen to it. <laughs> Also, make sure that you subscribe to the WWE on Fox YouTube channel. That's where you can find Out of Character every Wednesday on video. So go subscribe to the WWE on Fox YouTube channel. There's also clips from Raw and SmackDown there. There's clips from Out of Character. There's YouTube shorts. There's a community tab. Everything that you would want out of a YouTube channel in wrestling is there on the WWE on Fox YouTube channel. So go make sure you subscribe and also follow WWE on Fox on social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. We're on all of them. So make sure you are following us there. All right, you go have a great Sunday and we'll be back Monday tomorrow to talk about Monday Night Raw once over.